introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Another week inside, waiting to go outside, just longing for the days that we could do things and hold people and hug people. You know, one of the worst things about this, and I know there are much worse things, but this is one of the worst things. Everybody has their own worst, but uh, I don't get to see any of my like family, like my sister. And for those of you who know, both of my parents are deceased, so I don't have like a lot of family to go see. It's my sister and then her kids i don't really hang out with her husband my brother-in-law or hug him or anything so i don't long for him but you know my sister my niece and nephew i'm not even able to see them and you would think with this whole thing that you'd be able to at least see your family but no you shouldn't because you don't know if you're carrying anything you don't know if you're if you're fostering a virus inside of you and you're not feeling any symptoms so Stay in, everybody. It is working. I am one of those people that believes social distance is working. And I am not one of those people, one of these crazies online that thinks, well, the numbers are going down, so I don't see what the big deal is with everything because, you know, we're social distancing, but it doesn't need, we don't need it because it's where where the numbers are down. It's who is overblowing everything. Well, Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but the numbers have to go down in order for us to be able to return to some normalcy. And that probably won't happen for quite a while, but enough about the coronavirus. This is a podcast that is hopefully getting you away from thinking about all that. And I know a lot of you aren't listening to podcasts right now, which is weird for me to talk about it because you're not listening to this, but... You know, I don't listen to as many podcasts now because I'm not driving nearly as much, and most of us listen in the car. So if you are listening, I want to thank you so, 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 so very much. Please make sure you're getting on social media. I do not mention this enough. And following me at Mr. Blake Minor or following Mr. or excuse me, Minor Wisdom Pod on Twitter. You can also follow on Facebook. You can follow on MySpace, uh, Live Journal. All of those amazing early 2000s social media hits are through Minor Wisdom or getting hit by Minor... Never mind. I'm drunk, uh, and it's the morning. So I want to thank you all again for listening. This week I've got Kelly Harkins. This is the last interview that I did in person before we were all shut down. And and actually, I'll be honest with you, as things are shutting down, school was already shut down, but we weren't told to shelter in place or anything. But as things are shutting down, I did this interview with Kelly at a bar near my house. And one of the best parts about doing this uh, live is you get to watch people. And so we talk about some things in there. But while we're doing this, I might sound distracted because I'm watching a guy play golden tea older gentleman had a light beer probably miller light or coors one of those fake beers it's just more like amber water <clears throat> but he not only was uh, he drinking this beer with ice in it which alone is a penalty and uh, a, not something that anybody uh, should ever do 
but he was also licking his hands right before he zoomed that little ball thing that's in the golden tee. And if you know the game, you know what I'm talking about. And it was disgusting, and I kept getting distracted, and I was thinking, this is one of those guys that is passing on this virus and doesn't even know it, doesn't even care, doesn't even even believe it. If it's not happening to me, it's not happening to anybody. That's what he thinks. And yes, I use a country accent because... Anyway, I did this interview with Kelly again before we knew everything was like shutting down for good. So he does discuss his upcoming show, which is no longer happening, obviously. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Candy Dome or something, whatever it is he's doing. But we do discuss it and we discuss some other things as well. If you don't know Kelly Harkins, Kelly is not only a comedy sports improviser and has been for the past 67 years but he's also the most passionate, the most passionate middle school theater teacher in Texas. I would put him up against anyone. I want you to enjoy this amazing human, <clears throat> this angry Irishman, Mr. Kelly Harkins. What did the cake say to the fork? You want a piece of me? I just assume that you started at Springwoods. You like you don't have any history before that. Nothing. I did. I have zero. <laughs> like you just, st- you didn't even go to middle school. I'm assuming. I did not. I was hatched at Springwoods High School. Uh, <laughs> a grown 14 year old boy. I uh, know. I went to Spring Ranch Independent School District throughout. Like. Um, but I didn't get a taste of theater until I got to high school, oh. uh, which was with Terry Hibbert at the time. Terry. And then Terry Hibbert Ismert. Yeah. Uh, now. T-H-I, for, for those of you that don't know. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't know, you better. <laughs> so. No, it was. It was like literally my ninth grade year. Um, I auditioned for Once Upon a Mattress, and uh, the cast list went up, and I was very excited about it. I went up the next morning, extra early, to check the cast list to see if I'd been and in you there. You weren't on it. I was absolutely not on it at all. <laughs> and so I went into her office area, her desk, and I asked her, "Is there any chance I could, you know, maybe at least work on crew or something like that?" And by the way, like Spring was at that point, like did not have a thriving program, you know. Like I, I was looking at all of the ensemble. I was nowhere on the list. <laughs> And so it turned out like I'd actually been cast as a part. Sir Luce was the name of the character. Yeah, Sir okay. Luce. A lot. Let's, te- let's test your mics on that. Yeah, Sir yeah. Luce. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd actually been cast and like I just had not been put on the list. Oh. Uh, yeah. Which 100% I have done to several kids yes. myself yeah, throughout I've my career. Including this year. Like uh, our dance captain was nowhere to be on our list at yep. all. And she was... Amazing. We'll call her A Hammer is yeah, her name. Sure. It's, it's I know. Her last I'm name. familiar with A Hammer. I'm familiar with She her. wasn't even listed on the cast list at all. So I feel like a dick because it's like <laughs> you think of all people to be screwed out right. of my first performance ever. I would make sure that so, everybody's on so the list. So, Mr. Harkins, are we not having a Romeo? Uh, I don't see him on the There's list. There's no Romeo oh, no this Romeo, year. No, no Romeo. Just Straight blank and, and Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, and Juliet. <laughs> Ampersand Juliet is what we're going with this year. 
<laughs> All right, so Springwood, so you, yeah. and then you went on to be the, the, the most famous um, graduate. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you are by far yeah. the no. most prestigious alum. I was of her. on uh, ba Big Bang Theory for several seasons. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he, oh, he went there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know yeah. that? Yeah, yeah no, they, I, I they remember They pitch that, that every chance they get, man, absolutely. <laughs> No, I, have they considered changing the name of the school? I think they should. Yeah. Sheldon uh, University. Yeah, Sh yeah Sheldon University. <laughs> Sheldon uh, yeah. School of Theater and Dance. Yeah. And I'm not, and honestly, like, I, I'm not bashing that at all. I think it's great that he went there. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, I mean, he's not Beyonce, and that's who I went to school with. So whatever, keep going. It's your podcast. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I, you know. Yeah. I roomed with, you know. You know, Lil Wayne, but that's all right. You know, whatever. Yeah. Set a gas AKA tall. AKA Caleb George. <laughs> um, no, uh, so yeah, I went to, you know, Springwoods High School, graduated, went to U of H. I went there mainly because I got cast, for lack of a better word, um, with Comedy Sports Houston, uh, which was years ago when I was like 18 years old. Yeah. And Before the high school league, right? Or was uh, this, or that already? I had been in the high school league. Okay. And I think that led to my being cast. Yeah. Um, same with Brendan. That's how Brendan same, got Yeah, yeah Brendan yeah, Duran. Yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. lot of people, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, it's changed. Not uh, me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it's changed in the last decade or so. I feel, I feel that they're trying to get away from that because the system is now like take classes and right. then lead up into your introduction, which is more like how most improv schools Probably work. Probably how it should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. Because um, I've seen those shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. The high school league shows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, what was, that's what I was talking about. Shout out to my high school league players at Springwood and Stratford High School. Um, so. So then, but, yeah. yeah, so UH. So yeah, you, you U got your H, bachelor's. Um, and then bachelor's. I moved on uh, right out of U of H. I was working the summer camp. And um, this was very odd. Literally the last week of that summer camp, and I was, you know, shit in my pants a little bit because I had no clue what I was going to do next. I had one thing possibly on the horizon, which was like child wrangler at the alley, sure. which I had not even nailed down. Like, right. it was just an option. Well, uh, they didn't want to hire you. You were just going to show up and just I start. Was, yeah. I was going to wrangle those kids. <laughs> Whether they wanted With it or not. With a lasso and some spurs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, kids. Assless chaps. I was ready yeah, to go, just, man. You know. I, I don't feel like... I feel like they should... There's no question they should have hired you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 were at a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Completely their uh, loss. <laughs> but I got a call from a Leaf ISD, and they were like. The Leaf. Yeah, the Leaf. They, um, and I got hired at Miller Intermediate School, fifth and sixth grade campus, you know. And once again, that was all because of the connections I made at Spring Branch. Though. Like at Spring yeah. Woods, I went to school with a girl named A Scott. <laughs> Protect her. Uh, <laughs> that was actually my VP, Ann she, Scott. Is she related to A Hammer? Uh, no, or, no oh, relation to A Hammer. The, the A's uh, are, I yeah. got you. Yeah. It was actually K Scott, right. whose mom, A Scott, <laughs> hired me at A Leaf ISD. And I worked there for seven years and I loved it. Like, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I think the, ma the majority of the uh, policies that are in effect in A Leaf, well, as of, you know, when I was I right, left, right. Um, were great. I think A-Leaf is a solid district yeah. through and through. Um, and frankly, I would not have left 
uh, if it weren't for my own principal being promoted up and I went to Spring Branch and I interviewed like the last week of school and um, they showed me a beautiful auditorium and I got... Yeah, you do have of, a great... Like for a middle school, Oh it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I got swept away by the auditorium. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, like it's, it's a lot of lipstick on a pig. Right. Um, there's several problems with that auditorium but right. it's an auditorium like that doesn't happen in middle school anymore um, so I'm, I'm very thankful to be where I'm at no yeah. doubt like I have a lot of wonderful things going for me where I'm at which is currently Spring Forest Middle School home of Bobcat playoffs the fighting Bobcats the fighting Bobcats you also coach basketball don't you I coach the hell out of basketball <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where did that background come from uh, I grew up because you're four foot ten, four foot eleven. Four foot eleven and a half. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, quite, a, not quite at five feet yet, but I'm working on it, man. <laughs> Maybe one more summer I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, but no, but, I mean, like most people, most boys in Texas, like my first love was sports. You know. Like, oh sure. I, yeah, yeah. I came into, I came into theater because like I stopped growing. But my would, brother's six two. I'm five seven. Right. I don't you want know. You, I don't want you to lose your basketball gig, but would basketball be your first? Like, if they were to come to you with options of saying, you can coach XYZ, would basketball be the first one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would? It would? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I coach basketball. I've um, seen you play flag football. I, I thought you were you were pretty good. It's too hot. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, being outside in August uh, doesn't appeal to me. Indoor football. Yeah, indoor football I do in a heart. Yeah. Um, but I also coached volleyball this year, too, for oh. the first time. That was exciting. Yeah. Because that was just completely you, do, different now, experience. Now, you uh, – and you've grown as a man, so I, I can't speak to this now. But in college, you notoriously went from zero to 60 relatively quickly. Whether, oh, yeah. Whether it was – just passionately, not necessarily with anger, just like you could go from zero to 60 laughter. You could go from every emotion you could have – you go from zero to sixty for the most part. Yeah, I think. Yeah, right? despite years of therapy, so, I'm still so, zero to sixty. So, but so. but I want to know as a because I've never seen you coach. I've seen you on stage. We've acted together on stage doing yeah. doing those things with JP instead of those improv shows, which were mm-hmm. some of the best things ever. But uh, for me, uh, but how do you, how are you as a coach? <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty zero to sixty. Like yeah. I mean, like. I will say that it's it's much like a rehearsal though. It's like you come in and it's like these are our warm-ups and you yeah. in, you instill them in the first 10 minutes of practice and it's like by mid-season I don't even need to be there for the first 10 minutes cuz it's like yeah, these they, are the warm-ups we do it, like this is it, it you yeah. know and you go through the process. Um, in-game coaching like yeah, I get that's... very passionate though. <laughs> like I mean it's Have you ever been have you ever been asked to leave? <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've been teed up, um, but the only reason I was ever uh, teed up was because I had too many players on the court, and that's, and that's on me. That's because I didn't communicate well enough with my players to like, all right, you're off right now. So I had six men on the court during like a foul, like a, yeah. a free throw or something So it like wasn't that. like six men, like it wasn't a secret play. No, that would be brilliant. <laughs> oh, I wish I was that smart, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but no, I've only been teed up because Down by of like one. that. 
three seconds left. Oh, Send in the six man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't, boys. So let's go ahead and just go six let's on five try it. here. Why and, not? You know, if it works, it works. That's I'll awesome. tell you. Uh, I did, yeah, I didn't realize the volleyball thing. That you, you, um, how'd you get roped into that? Uh, just by sheer need. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, because uh, football and volleyball, for those theater listeners out there, um, football and volleyball are what we call no-cut sports <laughs> yeah. in Spring Branch ISD and across most districts. Yeah. Uh, so I was coaching what I termed the blue and gold team, which would be like the F and G teams. Right. You know, and, and so, and, and the kids need a chance. You know, right. it's like, for better or worse, I've got kids who have been playing volleyball on club teams since they were seven years old. Right. And all those kids are going to be on the A and the B team. And then yeah. there's the other kids who just need a chance. Right. So Who do they play, though? Do, do all schools have that many teams? Most schools have at least a uh, – the, there's the A and the B, and then there's the color teams, which sounds really bad. Yeah. I yeah. 100% represent I know what you mean by that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that would be like C, D, E, and F right. teams, you know. Right. And so you play those teams. And right. those teams are not like even ranked by talent. They're just right. kind of like, well, here's these 40 kids we have left. Yeah. Divide them up by. Have you number. ever had to go in for a player? Um, no, but God willing, <laughs> I hope so someday. Because I will destroy these little girls. Do you know your volleyball terms? Absolutely. Who are the players? Like who? And I don't mean like by. I mean by position. Aren't there position names? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. So you got your your setter. Yeah. You got your strikers on the outside. Okay. All right. You got setters your setters in the middle. I'm assuming. Setter. Well, you might have two setters okay. on the court. Okay. All right. And then you have your defenders, which are on the back line generally. But speaking. don't they rotate? They do, but they have to start in a certain place. But then you can switch wherever the f you want gotcha. when the uh, serve goes over the net. When it's I, ridiculous. Like I, I didn't realize that. I played, I played volleyball like beach volleyball style, like two on two. And so when Invading I had to learn suits. all these terms, yeah. like where there's like six on six, I was baffled. Yeah. Like there's no, I should never, and this can go on record. I should never coach an A or a B team, <laughs> because those girls actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Like they should be yeah. coaching the team more than I should. Right. So. That's good for you. Oh, I love it. There's a theater director in our district that coaches for their football team high school yeah that's tough in the fall but it's ridiculous well he doesn't do shows uh, but anyway <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's a problem that's not that's a joke a but uh i wish it was a joke um uh cool so uh now you're so one of the questions i wanted to ask you and i told you this when we pre-screened Steve Francis. No, uh, so ready, the, baby. <laughs> I know we'll get into CD that. franchise. I do want to know the the arrows and and, and uh, Houston hotshots. That question. comes later. Uh, that comes but, way later. <laughs> Stevie franchise, baby. Uh, what? Why? What is it about middle school that you love so much? Well, first of all, Hell in a Cell was amazing. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so um, which. <laughs> Middle, middle school theater is, is ridiculous, like, to start with. Yeah. Because I would say 99% of my students have zero concept of what goes into being in a, a part of a production. Sure. Um, or even acting in general. Um, and, I, and I'm very thankful that I do have the background that I do have with, like, U of H. Um, 
and I didn't do middle school theater in high school in, in, in when I was growing up like we didn't have it yeah. at all like I got to high school and I was like this might be fun and even then I didn't take a theater class until sophomore year of high school so for me to teach a middle school theater class is is great because right. I am so happy they have this opportunity um it is a little bit nuts at the sixth grade level because you're trying to introduce as much as possible. Yeah. Like the concept of, no, you actually have to memorize lines. You have to rehearse. Yeah. And just because we rehearsed for one day doesn't mean you're ready to put this in front of an audience. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it, and that's a huge thing. But um, I love the challenge personally of dealing with like lack of experience like that but at the same time I'm blessed in the community that I have kids that are willing to do the work um, and that's entirely on their their you know the students yeah. and I guess their upbringing is that I love that they're willing to try as hard as they are right. are they perfect not at all you know are do they sing off key 90% of the time yes do they mess up their blocking absolutely yeah. do I have crew members like forget to bring on props and set pieces absolutely but they have to get their start somewhere and I'm grateful that I can be that starting right point. that's cool um, and I have yet to grow frustrated enough to move on from it right there may come a time where I will like yeah just like that's it I'm done you yeah know? yeah Bring on the high schoolers to do the exact same thing. Yeah, just yeah, that's, yeah, that's they're just yeah, they're just less forgiving when they smell like bo. Yeah, oh God, yeah. that's my uh, only rule in my classroom. Did I tell you that? You well, you've mentioned it to me that you have a sign or something that says. Oh, it's the only. This I've narrowed it down. It's the only rule I have in my class. <laughs> is wear deodorant. Like it's 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 blazoned across the wall. Like that's it. Like wear you deodorant. You actually have deodorant sticks horizontal on the wall so the kids can just go up and <laughs> rub. No, but I, I, I have plenty of spray cans. Yeah. Like and I and I've had kids come up to me like halfway through the day, they're like, Hey, I, I just I just left PE, can I borrow some deodorant? Like and I will like give them a can of spray deodorant and they go to town because like Honestly, if there's one thing I can teach these kids, it's to wear deodorant. Yeah. Like, that's it. Proper hygiene. Yeah, good Especially lord. Especially right now, right? Um, that's funny. So, that's a good perspective, because, like, so my wife is a is middle school theater teacher and has her days, <clears throat> but she runs it like a high school theater, which, I, which to me, I, I get that feeling from you as well. Not I think may, you Not have maybe to. with the sixth graders, but... But as far as uh, yeah, as far as like your old, your eighth graders, your three year kids, you know, well, and three year kids, your is expectations to, are just as high. As, yeah, and, and three year kids is a good way to refer to it because like I anticipate, not all, but you know, I would hope that those that stick with it are yeah. with me for three full years yeah. before they get to high school. So I have my. The way my classes are set up is I have sixth grade classes, which are like beginner theater, right. then intermediate theater, which is seventh and eighth graders who just don't want to dedicate their time right. to theater as much. Then I have my advanced classes. I have two advanced classes that are based entirely on production. Right. We're working on it. So when we do our fall plays, one class does one one-act play, and then my second class right. does another one-act play. Right. Um, and I'm doing them an injustice if I'm not treating it like a high school right. program. You know, so, yeah, they, we may not stay after school as much. You know, the expectations may be slightly lower, but it's like I'm constantly preaching to them 
like if you want to succeed at the next level, this is what is expected. Right. Yeah. Uh, what shows do you? I, I mean, I've seen you've done Annie, right? You Last did Annie. year. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, you've done Susical. I've never done oh. Susical because it's too much singing, and I'm not a singer, so I, I feel. Oh come on. <laughs> sing with it. Sing with. I don't even know the song. Uh, so, what is the most challenging show you've ever done? Most challenging? Yeah. Uh, probably my first year ever. Um, I did High School Musical. So we did. Uh, well, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. Like uh, I love that show. By uh, the way. Um, no, I. Um, uh, so, the first semester I was at the school, the previous director, who's a good director, and I. I'm going to mention his name. He had cast um, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, um, Jim Johnson. Yeah. Jim Johnson uh, was teaching middle school theater. <laughs> little, uh, little known fact. Little known fact. He was also teaching at U of H at the same time. It's amazing. Um, anyway, yeah. But he cast and, and, you know, like had already, you know, chosen Fiddler on the Roof. So I directed that, and I did the best I could with it. Like right. I had never – met these kids before right. you so can't like, we're sing just, nor speak Hebrew yeah, we're just right. gonna do the best we can yeah. in fact I'll mind you uh, that the year I was doing Fiddler on the Roof you were doing Godspell uh, which right. is one of my favorite things to tell kids is like that's right <laughs> I was doing we, we're a doing traditional Jewish to, we should have traded shows I was doing this traditional <laughs> Jewish musical that's right and you were doing the gospel that's according funny. to Matthew yeah. so well, always fun I got accused of preaching too anyway continue did you really oh, oh yeah man. I'd one I'd, I'd one uh the only complaint that I've ever received uh, for a show that I've been like that I directed was for Godspell from a parent that said I was preaching to the audience. To which I replied, "I assure you, ma'am, <laughs> of all the people to preach the gospel, according to Matthew, not according to any, not according to it Kelly." It might not or, even yeah, be yeah, Matthew. Yeah. I couldn't even tell. No, you. I think it is. I think it's Matthew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, it's not me, I promise, because, you know, Judaism, right? So, although Jesus was maybe the second most famous Jew behind Mel Brooks, obviously. It's crazy. Yeah. We could have that conversation, too. <laughs> um, anyway, so so you think Fiddler on the Roof, huh? Uh, but no, no, no. Oh, not Fiddler on oh, the Roof. not Fiddler. Then the oh, next show sorry. I did was High School Musical. Oh, High School and Musical. And I didn't know right. what I was getting into, because right. that was the first one I had ever that had you, the full range chose on. That. And I chose it yeah. because, frankly, no offense to our, you know, Jewish listeners out there, no one wanted to do Fiddler on the Roof because it's a pretty depressing huh. show. I don't know. Dude, but pass. I mean, it I ends know. with them I like. I feel like that's a little anti-Semitic. Maybe. First, you have the the color uh, volleyball team, and now you have the anti-Semitic. Uh, musical choice. I well, got that's you. true. No, I mean, like, maybe I, we should just I was, shut this podcast off. No, the whole first semester was me driving out the, you know, Jewish community. So, uh, <laughs> like, listen, if you're Jewish, you might as well just yeah, step just, out just now. Because uh, we're doing High School Musical. High School Musical, which is the most anti-Semitic musical ever made. Yeah, obviously. Um, we hate basketball. Actually, Jews love basketball. But anyway. But either way, so I stepped into that, and I didn't know what I was doing for the most part, like, because. It was just a huge show, and because yeah. for yeah, that's not. A I mean, I think anybody who's ever like directed a, a Disney musical can 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 attest to this. Um, they are deceivingly hard. Yes. Like you think they're easy because like oh everybody knows them already, yeah. but it's like they're crazy hard. That what, that's what makes I think some of them even harder. Yes. The expectation. I just had this conversation with was it Pam? I think Pam Wilson was about like doing a musical 
that, yes, it was Pam. Doing musicals that nobody ex has expectations right. for are sometimes easier and more artistically fulfilling because, for instance, Annie, you, you, the audience walks in thinking they're going to see a certain type of production. Yeah. So. Well, and that's where I did, um, you know, a few years after that, I did mm -hmm. Little Mermaid. And that show, like, took it out of me because yeah. I was constantly trying to think of, like, well, what's going to make our show special? Yeah. Yeah. Not, n not even thinking like. Did you do the Grimm's version, the Brothers Grimm? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we she straight up murdered her. Yeah, or murder. like yeah, we, we do all sorts of things. <laughs> no, but it was it was a matter of like, like I kept trying to like rein reinvent the wheel yeah. and realizing that you know at the middle school level and even at the high school level I would argue like you don't need to like yeah. the audience isn't expecting it like I had this giant twenty foot long boat. That broke into six pieces, and those six pieces made up different sets throughout the course of the show. <laughs> and it was like, it would spin, and it broke apart during the hurricane and stuff, and, you know, Prince Eric fell off like crazy. It was like, I didn't need to do all that. Was it cool? Absolutely. Did the audience enjoy it? I, I hope so. But at the same time, like, I have to step back, and I had to step back at that point. It's like, all right, well, you know, you know, maybe that's asking too much of myself, yeah. honestly, because it'd spend, we'd spend hours of rehearsal time, right. you know, doing that. Because you have crew members that are running yeah. all this, and I'm in the booth hoping for the best. Like, Mr. Harkins, yeah. I rolled over my foot again. Yeah. 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 It, it's a bit it's a bit rough. Um, I had a kid, actually, during that time, during Little Mermaid, they actually backed up a set piece too far, and it got caught on... A, a backdrop that we had rented and it tore uh, and one of my favorite memories of middle school theater ever is like that kid came up to me after the show is like hey the crew would like to meet with you on stage it was like me and like nine kids and I'm on cloud nine thinking like hey we pulled this off hey it yeah. went great and everything and then like they pointed out like it's like it's, it's our fault entirely I you know we 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 rolled the wheel over the backdrop and we tried to pull it and then like it ripped and and so I was proud of them for one taking responsibility you know but two I was also like ridiculously pissed because we had to pay for the repair. You guys better be prepared for a car wash yeah. next week. But and, yes. but even then like but even like the pride over them like being able to take yeah. ownership of that was amazing you know. Uh, do you have parents help you with with tech or uh, with building and stuff? Um, as much as they can. Right. Right. Um, right. We have new rules this year that prohibit kids from using power tools right. at the middle school level. Right. So if I'm not using it, then it needs to be a parent. Right. I, now, I bend those rules a little bit as far as, like, I get kids to hold boards and stuff, like, while I'm, like, sure. they like, you know, plywood and stuff like that. Right. But technically, they're not touching the <clears throat> instrument. Right, right, right. Um, but we do. We have, like, two big work days a year on a Saturday. Right. And we get as much done as possible, but... Certainly, we don't get it all done during right. that time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I know that parent. I remember when I was in middle school, because I did do middle school theater, we had parents up there all the time, even after school sometimes. Yeah. When we did 42nd Street in 7th grade. Uh, Why? <laughs> talk to Gail Silver, man. I she, will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gail's still out there. She's. I think she's done after this year, but she's a Bel Air right now. But, uh, Congrats. But oh, that's uh, yeah, but we did 42nd Street my my seventh grade year, and then Anything Goes my my eighth grade year. How many did you just have like a like a crew of dance 
like tap we, dancers? We had, a, we had a lot of dancers. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that have came out of that program at that time that went on to be highly successful. I mean, Christy Wilson, who is married to Craig Daly, right. um, she was in my grade. She, she was an actress. That's amazing. And she was the star. I mean, she was, excuse me, she was the star of everything. Brian Bormaster, uh, who went on to play professional baseball. Jose Cruz Jr., Enrique Cruz, what, what, right. what we call Tony him. Eusebio uh, Jr.? There's no Tony Eusebio Jr. <laughs> uh, Casey Candell the third. Right. Uh, <laughs> Mark Portugal. Yeah. His son was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so speaking of 1990s Houston sports. Let's do it. Um, actually, that would have been 80s, but uh, still. Or, well, they have both. Um, so I asked you, and I, and I legit, did you ever go see a Houston Hotshots game? Never. Oh, my gosh. Not a once, Did you ever go man. see an Arrows game? Yes. Okay. The Hotshots were great. Indoor soccer, it was so cool. God, man, like, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, it I, was like, fast. I, I'm sure it did was you ever fast. Go see, what were we, the uh, Thunder Bears? What we were the, absolutely the Thunder Bears. Yeah, the and then we were the, we were the, I can't remember which came first, but we were like, either the, Texas Terror or the Houston Thunder Bears. Yeah, it was. We were two different teams. But we yeah, were, yeah. we were, yeah. like, we had two different names. I yeah, couldn't remember yeah, yeah. which was yeah. first. I think Thunder Bears were second. Yeah, I think Thunder Bears was the next. Was the was the better option? Was the option? Was, was, was oh the, Jesus! Were the, yeah, were <laughs> that's the better option. The, the Terror left, and yeah. then a couple years later, they're like, mm, I feel like that really didn't market well. Let's be the Thunder Bears. It's a good name, though. I mean, honestly, like, like for kids. Well, one of the most dangerous things in the world to a kid is like a bear and thunder. So I'd take it. <laughs> Sell a lot of hats, jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bears. Like absolute yeah, live yeah. bears. Live bears. That just. I'm surprised the Houston Zoo didn't have an actual like. A thunder bear. Thunder bear. Yeah. That would have. We don't. Do you know for a fact that they didn't? <laughs> oh shit! I want to look this up now. <laughs> Anyway, they had to so, have had. If so, they didn't, that's on them. Uh, that's one hundred percent on so them. So the other question I had, you, and you thought I was maybe joking, but do you think that the Toyota Center is the direct result <coughs> of one Steve Francis? I don't think it's the result of Steve Francis. I think it's the result of like early to mid nineties NBA basketball. I think it but was that a matter wasn't of Steve like, Francis. That no, was no, I, I get that, but that I'm was saying all like all Vernon Maxwell. But it was not and all. Pete Chilcutt. Pete Chilcutt? <laughs> I swear to God, if Pete Chilcutt, like, was the result, well, he was the cause of the Toyota Center, we're in trouble. That and Zahn Tabak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's another, yeah, yeah, he was tall. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it was Pete, uh, I don't think it was C. Francis. I, I think it was in the works long before that. Like, I don't have all the, the deets. You know, the deets behind it, but I think the summit was, or at that point, the Comeback Center yeah. was long gone. I feel yeah. they had already made up their mind, like, we yeah. need a, our own special thing. Um, which is weird, though, because you think about it, um, you know, did they anticipate keeping the Compact Center as a sporting event arena? Or a sporting you know, arena. You know, because, or did they already have, like, Lakewood, like, lined up? I highly doubt Lakewood. I highly doubt that they were... Uh, <coughs> so... No, I, I'm not. You gonna don't get, think I'm, so? I'm not going to get into my beliefs on Joel Osteen and all that stuff. Is he a new stuff. sponsor? This <laughs> podcast brought to you by Joel yeah. Osteen. This is when we break into the podcast. Yeah. 
Ah. He messed that up. He, he messed, he messed up, up Harvey big yeah. time. Yeah. Like he, he, he I think he redeemed a, himself, but he, but he did. Yeah. He messed up. Yeah. I mean, like I have no doubt. Like, Especially I, when you have Mattress Mac as your kind of the, you know, the two, the two, maybe three biggest Houstonians, financially speaking, are Tillman, Joel Osteen, and Mattress Mac. Right? Wouldn't you say so? I, I honestly, that's a that's a very good lineup there. Maybe and, the guy who does like and two uh, of the guys were that's a fat Jack guy. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 that's another solid. furniture guy. That's oh, yeah. and also uh, the Texas Hammer. Oh, yeah. and Jim, yeah. No, yeah. Jim Adler doesn't count on that. Like, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's also but wealthy. Like, he's super wealthy, but like, I don't know if he's like that well, guy. Anyway, I he, think, uh, we don't need to talk way. about that. Um, no. I don't think that Stevie Francis is the reason why we got the. Toyota Center. I think at that time, well, shit, who was the owner at that time? It was Les Alexander. Was it still Les? Yeah. yeah. So Les, I feel that was all him. Yeah. Like, I think he pushed that. One of the, again, one of the greatest uh, Jews uh, in the history of Houston sports. Was he Jewish? I don't know. His name was Les. He was yeah, short, white. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, switching gears again. So you do this, um, to plug yourself a little bit, you yeah. do this improv don't talk i mean comedy sports people know about and you do that but you don't do it nearly as much I would as argue you used people to. don't know about comedy uh, sports yeah. but uh, everybody knows about it <laughs> uh, but uh, what's the what's the you do a musical thing too right through comedy sports Houston, uh, there's a show called improv the musical yeah which is once a month first friday of every month 10:30 come check it out yeah um, but yeah like it's like a hour long and it's, and it's audience suggestion? So the audience gives us the title, and we improvise the rest. Okay. So essentially they give us the title, and we come up with songs. What's the, what's the, what's the best one you've ever done? Best one we've ever done? Oh, man. So it's, it's hard because we've been doing it for several years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's been a while. It, it's been a long while. Um, the one that always comes to mind um, is that one called Under the Stairs, in which it was this whole concept, and I won't give you the play-by-play, but essentially, like, uh, a kid, like, got scared by a monster under the stairs, and so it was all based on, like, what came out from underneath the stairs. <laughs> and that's what you kind of get with that show, is that some are very straightforward, like, musical style, like, boy gets girl, boy yeah. loses girl, boy gets girl back kind yeah. of style. Um, but then we have some more, you know, thematic things, like, I mean, it's very... Well, I don't. I, I hate to bring this up because it's kind of a sensitive subject for some people now. But um, uh, we did one two weeks ago, which was uh, entirely about like a pandemic in right. a town. I can't remember the name of the, the that the audience gave us, but it was clearly based on yeah, that. Yeah. What's yeah? And, and and I'm proud of us that we never once brought up like specifically the right. name Corona or right. COVID nineteen or whatever. Uh, but it was all about like people's like reactions to. You know, like, just how would you react to, like, in, in, in an epidemic, right. you know? And so we had some fun with that. So I doubt that, like, many of our listeners were there that night. But. What's the, what's the, and you may, have, you may have answered this, you can say it was the same musical, but what is the one that you think could actually turn into a musical? Oh, jeez. That's a, that's a very good question. Like, do you do you end the night and you're like, oh my gosh, I should like write this down because that. We that was... did one called Popcorn Popcorn. This was, uh, it was actually, I mean, it was so it was so solid that, and I'm not saying that the other ones weren't solid, but the one that was so solid was a couple of years ago, um, 
and it was all about like an, an old timey movie theater that was shutting down in a small town. Yeah. And someone came in to like revive it and bring it back to life. So popcorn, popcorn. Look for that. <laughs> That's coming, baby. It's coming. You know. We always have like we have like super fans that come. Yeah. And they always yell out the uh, title Analton because they want us to do like you know a rap musical. Right. Based on an anal. Who doesn't? Uh, we we because we do improv in my school and we do shows in house and we have our. our running joke and I it's not funny to me because I don't think it was funny initially but they always yell out it's taco Tuesday and the world is out of tacos like somebody always yells that out great premise it's but it's but it's it's tired now well for it's, you <laughs> yeah. new audience that's gold I'm new. taking that tonight I'm performing tonight I'll go Are you? grab that no, no you're not yeah. <laughs> we got canceled uh, yeah, Whee! Yeah. I was like, I was supposed to. I was supposed to do two shows tonight. Were you? Canceled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. You're uh, there's another. Don't you do? An, there's another one too that you've done. I do a couple others. There's an uh, adult one. There's two other adult ones I do called Baby Knuckle and. Yeah, uh, Baby Knuckle's the one I was thinking. Baby of. Knuckle's the, the the fun one that we would do. Uh, it's it's a long form setup and things like that. Yeah. Um, and the uh, state of Houston improv is strong, but also throughout the state of Texas is also strong. Yeah. I perform a lot of station theater in addition to comedy sports. Okay. Houston, and that's where we perform Baby Knuckle a lot. Where is that? Um, that's down on Houston Ave, like Houston and Washington. Right. So, Friday, Thursday through Saturday they have shows. Does the match ever host improv? Match is not. The problem okay. with the match is that, like, you have to commit, you know, yeah. months in advance, but also, like, commit thousands of dollars to rent sure. the place, you know, and, and no improv show is going to be able to do yeah. that, at least not now. Yeah, so. unless it's like Tillman Improv. Yeah, I mean, when Tillman comes around, yeah. and we've, we've reached out to him, trust me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just waiting. <laughs> reached out to him. Hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, who's, who's a better owner, Tillman Fertitta or uh, what, what, uh, Jim Crane? Ooh, wow. Dang, man. Um, I was about to say Bob McNair, but you know, RIP, you know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to say Jim Crane, man. I think so? Yeah, absolutely. Has he brought a championship? Did he? He absolutely. <laughs> you know what? You and your effing trash can. He absolutely did. I don't want to hear it, man. Astros for life, baby. Yeah, I, so what, what, what's your stance on uh, that whole thing, too? Oh, my God. Well, Because everybody cheats. No, and, and that's my stance. It's like yeah. everybody cheats. It's yeah. like, for whatever reason, like, Astros messed up. They cheated. Like, if, I'm not trying to deny yeah. that at all. Yeah. Astros cheated 100%. If the Expos had won the championship in 2017, it would be the Expos that would be found out that they cheated. It would be the expose yeah. of the century. The expose. Yeah, so... Crime of the century. Um, uh, okay. No, I mean, I, and that's the thing is, like, I feel that the Astros got caught for doing something that everybody was doing. Yeah. And they got caught. Yeah. Like, I think it stinks that we lost our head coach. I think it's our, our, our manager. Yeah, they're called least. managers in baseball. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you don't coach baseball. So I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I wouldn't expect you to know. You know I'm only middle school volleyball. Um, but I feel that, you know, you know, we lost our manager. We lost our general manager. Like, Life sucks as an Astros fan right yeah. now, you know? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, 
one of the only good things that came out of this whole like virus scare is that like the heat is off the Astros yes. right now. Yeah. I mean, like to be honest, like that's that stinks yeah. a lot, but it's like here so, we are. Back so, at it. Uh, keeping on the Astros, uh, how much did you hate Dusty Baker before he became the manager of the Astros? I won't say I hated the guy. I did not. Like, I just didn't like him. I don't him. think anybody hated him. I think like nobody liked him. Yeah. Like that's the thing is just, like yeah. you didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. Like my only like memory of Dusty Baker is like he was like this was several years ago. He was staring down a uh, an umpire, and like the umpire like just stared back at him. <laughs> like that's my only memory of Dusty Baker. He didn't do anything. Was he with the Giants and the Reds? Yeah, he's been with the Giants, the Reds, the Nationals. The Nationals? I forgot about the Nationals yeah. entirely. See, like, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I think he's going to. Was he the Cubs manager for a little bit? Was oh, shoot, was he? Yeah, I think he was. He's going to ride the, he's going to ride, you know, Bregman and Correa's coattails and Altuve's oh, yeah. coattails. Like, that's all he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want it. Well, he's, he's a, he's here to put out the fire. Like, 100% he's yeah. here. Like, he's here for one season. I don't yeah. think he gets another season. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm well, a little bit upset. They'll bring back Hinch. <laughs> I would be 100% fine with that. By the way, like I've like I've thought about this, like bring him back, let him go. Yeah. Right All right. But, well. but there's that, and, you know, and, and it's and that's come back to like the virus and stuff, and to bring it full circle. But um, like all of us are hurting from that in the sense that we don't know what's coming, especially as educators. Uh, like you are on, you just finished spring break. Right. So, come Monday, you guys are off for an additional break. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks, wow. Um, for Spring Branch ISD, which is where I'm at, um, we have the week off. So, your, your spring, spring break. break is next week? We're starting what? Monday. So, okay, come, okay. upcoming Monday, we're starting. Okay. But we were told Thursday, like of that spring break, we'll know whether or not we're coming back. I don't think anybody's kidding themselves. I think all of us are fully anticipating. Until March 31. Yeah, is, March 31st is, is, yeah, the, is, is the day. Yeah, is, is the next, yeah. you know, we figure out March 31 if we're coming back or not. Right. And, uh, and, well, and so I, I, you know, like I'm I'm prepping right now. Like yeah. I'm reaching out to kids and like trying to like figure out like yeah. how are we going to do this and, you know. Do you have a show on, uh, you have a show upcoming in May, right? We have a show in April. April, okay. Uh, so uh, Willy Wonka Jr., April 22nd yeah. through April 25th. Yeah, come check it out. Yeah. Or not. Um, it's going to have a boat that splits into six pieces. It splits in this boat splits into two pieces. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I disappoint our, our fans, our super fans out there. We're trying, only to, two pieces trying to pull this back time. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, but also, like, there's all kinds of, like, that's the other challenge of doing middle school theater is, like, most middle school theater teachers teach in a cafetorium. Sure. I mean, I did for the first seven years of my yeah. career, and it sucked, and it's, it is yeah. what it is. I'm in an auditorium now, and I don't, yeah. I don't have a fly system. You know, whatever. I don't um, have a fly system. What? I don't have a fly system. Get a fly system. <laughs> What's your deal? Just, I mean, for the next two weeks, I guess we could go in there and figure it out. I think so. Blow the yeah. roof off that place. Yeah. Yeah. What's that, two million? Nothing. No, no. It's Not got, even. No, it's like two, two, two tech periods. Yeah. Like, I just have a you couple kids coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, my big challenge right now and my is, my kids like, can use tools. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you made me spit on my uh, Minor Wisdom shirt, which I'm wearing, which I'm going to point out I'm the only one who's ever worn a Minor Wisdom shirt on your interview. To the, yes, to the interview. I want yeah. you to know. But, you know, like, it, it's a lot of fun. Like, that's, uh, to bring it full circle, like, teaching middle school is, like, part of the fun of directing middle school is, like, solving problems. Right. Like, biggest issue I'm having right now. 
how am I going to make Grandpa Joe and Charlie float in the fizzy dr- lifting drink yeah, yeah. room? Like, like, that's a huge challenge. Like, if I was in high school, I'd be like, I'd be thinking about flying these kids. Yeah. I'd be thinking about, you it's know. hemp like, rope. All sorts yeah. of things. Yeah, hemp rope, you're fine. <laughs> you know, backpack. You know, yeah, just get your two heftiest volleyball players to lift them up. Why they got to be volleyball? I'm just assuming they're stronger than those basketball kids. They absolutely are. Yeah. Right. Uh, You're yeah. right, 100% right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I've got, like, you know, I've got to figure out how to do this, you know. And I only bring that up to bring up that the best part of teaching middle school theater. Thank you, that, sir. Thanks, sir. The best part of teaching middle school theater is the community that middle school theater teachers have with one another. Like, every single one of us. Like, there's not a, like, there's no competition involved. Like, it is 100% like, what do we got to do? Like, for instance, I got to bring up this question because I don't feel you mentioned this. Have you ever done UIL when you were in high school? Did you ever do UIL when I played in high school? No, HSPBA did not do it. Okay. Yeah. Because you bring that up every single time. I I don't think I've ever brought it up ever on, no. But, like, but that's the case. Like, middle school one act play. Spring Branch doesn't do it. I know Fort Bend does it. I know other districts do it. But it's like, for us in Spring Branch, I'm sure amongst everyone else, in middle school, there's still that, like, wonderful sense of community. And, frankly, for the kids, the naivete style where it's like, nobody gives a shit. Like, we're just out to put on a great show. Right. And I go over and I help out, like, the other middle schools in the district. And, like, we're just out to make sure every kid has an amazing experience right. because we know that I would guess maybe 30% of the kids that actually do theater seriously in middle school actually go on to do it seriously in high school. It's it's a it's a it's a shitty number but at the same time like that's the reality. Of it. Right. Because for me for listeners out there at home uh, I feed in 99% into Stratford High School. Strong program, it's solid. Those kids that I send up to Stratford are right in the pine for two years. Right. They don't get on stage until they're juniors. <clears throat> so that's why I say 30%, because by the time those kids have actually like gone through the program, right. they've, they've lost interest or they've stuck it out. But either way, um, and that's why I love middle school so much is that it's not just the kids are like clueless enough to try whatever <laughs> you tell them, but it's like teachers were like, you know, Screw it. Let's just go for yeah. it. You know, yeah. like, and if we can't figure it out, we'll we'll do the best we can. We have a very forgiving audience, right. and that's not to say our audiences are dumb or anything. It's just like they don't. The standards are way lower for middle school than they are for high school. Yeah. So my hat is off to the high school directors who have to deal with that. Luckily, we don't sell tickets, so nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. That's no. Right. no, no, no. <laughs> like we, well, for instance, we triple cast our show. Oh. Yeah, we got to There's a high school in our district that does that. High school. Good. No. Good. No. Yes, 100% good. Let no. them let those kids have a chance, bud. Uh, That's my whole point as a middle school is like uh, let them have the chance to succeed. Uh, now, granted, if you don't have the talent to do it, then don't do it. I thought you said you've listened to some of my podcasts. I've listened to like three of your podcasts. And half of them hey, have been about WrestleMania. So, so. Oh, so yeah. So, <laughs> so on this on this ending note, if you've done your research, 
Who are the people I always mention on my podcast? Sydney Savage. <laughs> Stuart Savage. That's not a name, I know. <laughs> I remembered the Savage. I knew the Savage part. All right, I'm done. Minor wisdom.